Do you have something inspiring to say? Have you always known that your voice can contribute to the world? Is now the time? Yes, now is the time. The world is waiting for you. Welcome to the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. Today, we have an inspiring guest who is ready to share their voice with the world. Now, on to the show. Welcome, welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am your host, Christine McIver, here on the Open Mic Spotlight Show on Inspire Choices Network. So this show is all about bring, bringing inspiring guests on to sh so that they can share what they're creating in the world. So here at Inspired Choices Network, we are all about inspiring others and absolutely doing this in all areas of life. So if that's something that is interesting to you, if that's something that you would love to bring your voice to the world, we would love to hear from you. So you can just come on over to our website, inspiredchoicesnetwork.com, and you can apply right there, right on our homepage. So... Today, our guest, we are going to be talking about how to save taxes legally, and I have my wonderful guest, Nader Tarani, with me, and Nader is a CPA and a CGA, so we'll get into that a little bit more for our international listeners. So Nader um, is going to be sharing with us how he is teaching his clients and others how to move forward in a contributory way with our taxes and financial planning. He is the president of NHT Associates Chartered Professional Accountants and Financial Advisors, a chartered professional accountant involved in taxes and financial planning in one way or another since 1990. Nader runs a full life cycle accounting and financial planning firm offering corporate services, tax and advisory services to small and mid-sized businesses. They are truly a one-stop shop for all their clients' business needs offering dedicated and personal services from startup and incorporating your company to offering group plans to your employees all the way to estate planning and succession planning they will be with you providing tax accounting group health and retirement plans disability and critical illness key person insurance to employees and executives they have a small track record a small a successful track record of 28 years of experience representing and defending defending businesses with CRA. Nader is currently writing a book based on his experience dealing with small businesses and all the questions they have from incorporating to small business loans to grants. As well, he is co-authoring a book with Brian Tracy, very well-known individual, the guru, the coach, the trainer to thousands of people. The book is called The Secret to Success, and it's due out to be published in May of 2019. Now, you have to stick around because throughout the show sometime, Nader is actually going to also be announcing a special gift for all our listeners. If you would like to connect with Nader, you can do so at nhttax.com or you can email Nader, N-A-D-E-R, at nhttax.com. Welcome to the show, Nader. Hi, Christine. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for joining us. That that it's was pleasure. quite Thank a you. That, that was quite a, a, a big bio telling a huge array of things that you and your company does. I'm, I'm very excited to get into more of this with you. Great. Thank you. Same here. 
I'd be glad to so, help and answer any questions you have and see how we can help the listeners. Yeah, and if we have any listeners that do, you know, that are in Canada, so we're going to we're going to be specific to Canada mainly. Of course, we're always open to questions from anyone, but if we have any questions from our Canadian friends, you can call us at 613-800-8736 or you can come on over to our chat room. You just come into inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. On the menu bar, you click on the chat room, and you can also ask questions in there. So, Nader, where would you like to begin? Uh, I just I love the title of this show: How to Save Taxes Legally. Legally. <laughs> yes. So there are so many ways that people can save taxes, and just finishing another successful tax season. I can see so many mistakes that people make and there are so many ways that they could be saving taxes and there are advantages they can take. But unfortunately, I don't know because they are either not uh, talking to financial advisors or to their accountants or they are they just don't have time to do it so they don't properly plan and make these mistakes. Mm-hmm. So for example, to start as you know the Canadian uh, uh, when you do your tax return, first page is the income. And when I look at their income, and right away you know if they are making mistakes or not. I see a lot of people have their investments uh, in uh, uh, interest-bearing savings or that interests are taxed at the highest tax rate here in Canada. And just a little bit of tweak in their investments, if they put it into something that bears dividends, they can save thousands of dollars in taxes every year. So, mm. But because they either don't uh, talk to a financial advisor or because they don't proper planning, unfortunately, they make these mistakes. And mm-hmm. when you compare your investments, whether it's an interest-bearing to a dividend to something that bears capital gains, you can see the difference in numbers. And... When I look at my clients, I really sometimes advise them to sit down and talk to somebody to better plan their investments because interest is taxed at highest tax rates, personal tax rates. And you start with here in Ontario, we start with 20% taxes. But once you make a little bit of change to your investments and put it into something that bears dividends, you can significantly save in taxes because dividends are actually corporate earnings that have already been taxed at the corporate level. So what Finance Canada and Revenue Canada, Canada Revenue Agency provide to those investors is a dividend tax credit. So the earnings that are issued to the investors as a dividend, they are mm-hmm. already taxed and you have a dividend tax credit going against the income that you report. So it is true, it goes into your income, but at the end when you're calculating the taxes, that dividend tax credit significantly reduces the taxes. So if I compare, for example, somebody that is uh, making uh, $20,000 or $30,000 of income, comparing them, to somebody who makes a dividend, there's significant in amount of taxes that they can save. 
So if you consider, and also there is a difference between dividends that are eligible and dividends that are other than eligible here in Canadian tax system. Okay. The okay, wait, dividends, wait. Yes, go ahead. Hold on. I'm going to interject because your sure. your beautiful Please. your beautiful accounting brain is going to go faster than most of us can stay yes. tuned with. <laughs> okay. So when you talk about, Nader, that we can invest our money into dividends, what... Yes. What does that really look like for you or me? So if we have someone, and you're saying it's a significant difference. So can we invest um, as owners, can we invest in anything? Like, are there restrictions on where we can invest to get dividends? No, as long as they are Canadian companies and they are registered here in Canada, whether they are private companies or public companies, you can invest in them and receive dividends from them. So the okay. large companies that are paying their shareholders dividends, they provide they, their dividend is called eligible dividends that provide a much higher dividend tax credit. Smaller companies, private companies, they are other than eligible dividends. That's the term that the Canadian finance uses for it. And they still provide a dividend tax credit, but at a much lower rate. But still, both of them are much better than interest-bearing savings. Okay. All right. Okay, great. So if you said, um, what would the difference, if you can give us kind of a, a ballpark, let's say you had somebody who had um, $500,000, and instead of them, uh, say, the one person put their $500,000 in a, um interest-bearing account – and the other person mm-hmm. put it into dividends, what would be the difference on the um, taxable uh, percentage? Okay, so the dividend, okay, so interest is fully taxable. So, and Canadian tax system, every $45,000, the tax rate changes. So the first 45916 45, it is taxed at 20% here in Ontario. Then, the next, the tax bracket, 45900 to 91800 it's taxed at 20%, uh, 29.65%. Okay. So imagine if you are making $90,000, on the second 45000 you are actually paying almost 30% in taxes. Wow. Right. Okay. So, so huge difference. Huge difference. Now, if you put that same money into dividends, and let's assume that it is a dividend, uh, eligible dividend through one of the public companies, and you can invest through the mutual funds, then you will get, uh, for example, the larger corporations right now, the First of all, you will have to gross up your dividends. It will gross up by 38% because you want to calculate, the Revenue Canada wants you to calculate the actual pre-tax income that the corporation had earned, and then they provide you the dividend tax credit when you go to calculate your taxes. So at that time, they provide you 20.73% in dividend tax credit. So that reduces that almost takes away all the taxes that you will have to pay. So, for example, somebody who is making $71,000 in dividends 
eligible dividends in mutual funds from large Canadian corporations at the end of the year will only have to pay $600 in taxes. And that's basically the Ontario health plan that we are paying for. They are not paying a single penny in income taxes. Hmm. And that's somebody under 65 years of age, so they don't even have the age amount or the pension amounts kicking in as a credit. So somebody earning 71000 doesn't have in dividends because of the dividend tax credit doesn't pay a penny in income taxes, either federally or provincially. They just pay the $600 OHIP that is calculated after tax. Wow. Okay, so that I'm not going to pretend to... Uh... I'm not going to pretend to memorize all this. And, of course, that's why we should go to an accountant, exactly. someone who definitely knows this information. But I feel like you're probably just giving me the bare bones of uh, of some of the possibilities of, of what yes. could actually be um, – what actually mm -hmm. we could be saving on and really learning about our taxes. Mm -hmm. So when you, when, is there something else from an income perspective um, before we kind of go over to the expenses side of, of yes. taxes? Uh, the other things that I see that people start going on business, going into business for themselves. I truly, absolutely admire them for having the courage and to do this. But the problem is, they do not incorporate, and they use a sole proprietorship system to do that business. So sole proprietorship, unfortunately, is not recognized as, a, as an entity, and the income you earn through the business as a sole proprietorship is added to all your other income, and right. it's all pooled together and all taxed together. So. Most people start a business part-time, working from home, so they have their employment income, they have the interest or dividend, they have any rental income, and when they go into business for themselves, all the income gets pulled together, and based on every $45,000 tax bracket, as the income goes up, the taxes go up. One of the best things that they can do as soon as they establish themselves is to incorporate. Once you incorporate, you separate the business entity from yourself. Mm -hmm. But that time, the corporate is a separate entity and is taxed fiscally and pays the taxes based on the corporate tax rates. The first $500,000 of net income here in Canada is taxed currently for 2018 at 14.5%. Now, personally, if you earn $45,000, you're paying 20% taxes. Um, mm. And then every forty-five thousand, your taxes go up. After twenty percent, you go up to twenty-nine point sixty-five percent. But corporates for the first five hundred thousand, they are paying fourteen and a half percent here in Ontario. Quite a difference. So you can imagine quite a bit of difference. And right. then you have the protection of a corporate being in business, and you protect yourself against any liabilities. God forbid something goes wrong and somebody sues the business. Mm -hmm. your, all your personal holdings, all your uh, your principal resident, your other investments, your cars, everything you have is protected right. because the corporation is a separate entity and it is treated as a separate person. 
Right. Totally. Other, I I totally yes. Totally get that. Okay, the we're up for our first break, Nader. Go ahead. So we're going to we're going to jump to our first break and then when we get back we're going to dive deeper into this and I'm I'm really intrigued about the legally aspect of our title. So stay tuned everyone when we get back we're going to continue to talk about how to save taxes legally with Nader Tarani. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Today we are talking to Nader Tarani, and we're talking about how to save taxes legally here in Canada. So before we went for break, we were talking about income and how we as business owners can be doing ourselves a huge service in looking at how we are actually investing our money, our income, how we can report it differently, and of course, about incorporating. So, Nader, um, is there anything else on the income side before we jump over to the expenses side that you wanted to share with all our listeners? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, another thing, yeah, again, uh, senior citizens, uh, what uh, I can help them with the uh, income side is again once they get into uh, slightly riskier investments, not necessarily dipping into highly risky investments, using that dividend and pension income splitting with their spouses can help them save a lot of taxes as well. So, for example, the, that I have prepared an example, a senior citizen that is making an all-day security right. of, let's say, 6900 and CPP of 8200 and they have eligible pension income of 24000 making 39 k If they change their interest income to dividends, 
let's say they have $30,000 either interest or dividends, their income goes up to 69K. On that 69,000, the taxes will be only 7,100. On the interest side, on that 69,000 income, they have to pay $13,866 in taxes. Hmm. So that's a savings of 6,700. That's a senior citizen so that the age amount kicks in, the pension income credit kicks in, and they have all the extra credit. So then again, once you're retiring or just before retiring, talk to a financial planner and see how you can, according to your age, according to your risk tolerance, you can change your investments and earnings and use the credits that you have available. And are the credit available to the senior citizens, this uh, pension splitting is that pension split, they can pass up to half of their pension income to their spouses with lower income. And as a result, that person with the lower income now has pension income. Now they can use the pension amount, which is $2,000 non-refundable tax credit multiplied by 20% they have at least another $300 of tax savings. So a spouse who is not even 65 and is not qualified for the pension income amount could actually benefit by this credit because the other spouse with higher income is passing the pension income to the lower spouse. Right. Good. Yes, of course. I mean, that's certainly something that is quite common knowledge, I believe, um, but yes. always, always going to an accountant gives you the greatest advantage. So, Nader, when you said, um, when you said legally, saving taxes legally, what are yes. you seeing? Yes. Like, are you seeing a lot so, of people doing things illegally? Uh, no, I see them, uh, I see do. Well, I see them, yes, do the illegally or not necessarily protecting themselves. For example, another thing that they can do, somebody with a high income, they can pass their high income to the spouse through a, a spousal loan. Okay. So what this does is that you actually, the spouse that makes three, four, five hundred thousand dollars of income every year and they have all those savings, instead of investing it themselves and paying the highest tax bracket and putting that income into the highest tax bracket and paying the highest taxes, they can loan that money to the spouse with the lower income. Revenue Canada allows, sorry, Canada Revenue Agency allows you to give a spouse based, a loan based on the prescribed rates that they determine. Until March 31st, 2018, that prescribed rate was only 1%. As of April 1st this year, 2018, that prescribed rate has gone up only to 2%. So somebody making $100,000 or $200,000 of savings every year those high earners, they can pass this loan, this income, this in saving to the spouse, charge 1% or 2%, record that in their income and pay the taxes on that, but then turn around and the spouse will invest that money 
and earn that 7 8 10% income on it and report the tax at the at their tax bracket this way <laughs> you pass all your income at a high tax bracket to the lower spouse with the lower income and probably end up paying right. almost nothing if you invested wisely or pay very low taxes and this is perfectly legal because CRA allows you and CRA determines the prescribed rates and prescribed rate current if if you had signed a contract with your spouse in March 31st it would have been for the life of the loan and this loan can be 30 or 40 year loan and as long as by January wow. 31st of the next year the spouse pays you the interest and actually pays you you have to actually collect the interest and you record it in your income then the whole income the whole savings is passed to the spouse with the lower income or no income in many cases and that person invests that 50 60 100 or 200,000 dollars a year and just pays 1% and they can deduct that expense on their tax return as the interest expense that is perfectly allowed by CRA and then turn that's, around and make investments amazing. that make 5 6 8 10%. This is one of the So what happens if the So what happens if the marriage um dissolves? Uh the there's a way out of it. You always have an exit clause, and you can make the demand. The loan is on the is a demand loan. So if the marriage breaks down, you demand the loan to be paid back to you because you actually okay. sign a contract with your spouse and put a clause in there that is right. a demand loan, and upon demand, you will have to pay it back. And you so would you have to? If if the marriage if the marriage concludes, do you have to actually conclude that uh, contract? Yes, yes. You do. Okay. In order to protect yourself, and right. In order to yes, you can. Absolutely. Right. Okay. All right. I get it. Um, so we've got we've got that from the income side which is an amazing thing that maybe a lot of people are not taking advantage of like what do you see usually Nader no. do do you have a huge percentage of people not taking advantage of that i very very minimal percentage of people take advantage of less than maybe less than 1% of people out of my clients out of over 1000 of clients that we have and we dealt with last few years Maybe less than one percent take advantage of it for some reason. I don't know. They don't. They don't want to take advantage of this law that exists in the books. Interesting. Either is it? Is it? Do you think it's my money and they don't want to loan it? Right. Do they? Do they maybe see it as they're at risk? That's unfortunately that's what I think is the reason why they don't do it. But as long as you're in huh. a relationship that you don't think it's going to break and you do have an exit clause that is a demand loan and upon demand it has to be paid back, then why shouldn't you take advantage of it? Right. Well, it's interesting, you Another, know, relationships um, 
are so complicated that when you throw money into it, then mm-hmm. they just get they just get so much you more get more intense. complicated. <laughs> Another thing that they can Indeed. do, those with high income or those that one spouse only works, uh, what they can do is that the spouse with the higher income can pay for all the expenses, all the household expenses, mortgage, insurance, cars, everything. And the spouse with the lower income, that is at a low tax bracket, make all the savings. So therefore, the family's investments are taxed at the hands of the spouse with the lower income or no income. That's yes, but how many people, do. how many people in this, this in these is, relationships see that and then they go, no, I'm not paying for all of it, and they can't actually see past <laughs> the, the, the advantage true. to them as a couple. Yeah. These are unfortunately, yeah, the, unfortunately, yeah, the personal feelings and relationship uh, comes into the picture before tax savings and the overall tax savings of the family and how the family can be ahead by these tactics, strategy. Yes. So do you find yourself, Nader, ever um, kind of feeling like you're in an advisory, a relationship advisory position with your clients? <laughs> Yes, I do actually, yes, because when you sit down and you're uh, talking to them and uh, they start talking and, you know, putting their hearts out, yes, you actually see you're going beyond just uh, money and tax advisory and you're helping them in every aspect of the life <laughs> that you can. Nader, maybe you put your tax on, business. On. Maybe your tax business would grow if you went and you got a relationship coaching certificate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I never, I never thought an accountant would need that would need that hat, but it sounds like it may be a huge advantage for you and your clients. True. When it comes to oh money savings, financial planning, yeah, you sit down sometimes and listen to all their life stories, and you need to put so many hats on. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. It's it's a very um uh mesh of emotions that come in with 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 money especially in the tax tax realm where we we're not very versed in it or you might have one partner is more versed in it than the other which can create tension and <laughs> Like, oh my God! All of the all of the uh, family belief systems coming into it can just get really intense. So I can only imagine what some of your days are like, Nader. Okay, we are going to go for our second break of the show, everyone. When we get back, we're going to hear about more of the legal part of what Nader is referring to. And we are also going to hear about the promotional special he has for all of our listeners. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back right after this short commercial break on the Open Mic Spotlight Show. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. 
simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S. 613-800-8736 in Canada or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for staying tuned with us today. We are speaking with Nader Tarani, uh, talking all about taxes and accounting and, and even relationships. So who knew we were going to talk about that? So, uh, Nader, before we dive back in, I would love to hear what special gift you are announcing today on the show for all of our listeners in Canada. Okay. Okay. For all our listeners, uh, what I am offering today is that we are offering $250 uh, discount uh, if you start a new corporation uh, through us. So starting a corporation oh, wow. costs something between a thousand to fifteen hundred, and we are offering two hundred and fifty dollars discount on starting that, and we include one hour free consultation to talk to you about the advantages disadvantages of the corporation. Wonderful, awesome! So all of you people out there that are on the edge, even thinking about it. Um, here is a fabulous op opportunity. Um, now, do they need to be in your local area, Nader, or is this something that can be done virtually? It can be done virtually. Actually, you do not need to be in Ontario, and uh, consultation can be done through Skype, through phone, and then uh, to start the corporation. Uh, we can do it for anywhere that you're located here in uh, Canada, on or anywhere here in any of the provinces, we can do provincial uh, corporations or incorporate you in Canada. It's perfectly the same thing. No, That's you fantastic. do not need to be in the same place with today's internet. You do not need to be in the same place that your accountant <laughs> is or where your bookkeeper is to do your books or to do your accounting. Hasn't business just evolved in such an amazing way that we can just do everything from the comfort of our own home and we get to choose who exactly. would be really brilliant for us to work with? It's, exactly. I think it's fabulous. Okay, and well, if you're listening... Technologies that you, yeah, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. The few technologies say, that have if, come if on board last few years... Go ahead, Christine. Go, go ahead, Nader. No, you go. <laughs> okay, so 
yeah, I mean, you don't need to be in the same place any longer, whether you are doing bookkeeping or accounting, even uh, through, uh, you can send your invoices through your phone to your accountant and they can use the HubDoc or the other uh, applications that are available to do your books and do your accounting for you. It's amazing how internet has evolved last few years and it is helping individuals. It's it's phenomenal. We have we have hosts here, for instance, on the network that are from all over the world, Nader, and it's it's just phenomenal to be connecting with people. And really, you know, we have so many more choices in the world today. And I think when people really see that um, how technology can be a huge contribution to our businesses, and we begin to embrace that. Um, we actually create even more in the world for for all of us. So I, I strongly suggest people to to take advantage of this fabulous offer from Nader and his his associates. And if you're listening online, please come to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com and look for the replay under the open mic spot open mic show. And um, we will have a link for you to be able to connect with Nader there. Uh, his website, and we'll also have the special announcement listed there. Okay, so Nader, let's get back into, let's talk about this legal part. What what did you mean when you said save taxes legally? Besides the income piece, is there are there portions on the expenses side that, that come to mind for you? Yes, so the income side. Many people are employees, and as employees, they can have, employment expenses but unfortunately because they do not know or they do not keep the receipts they are missing out on that and that's a huge deduction i have clients who pay union and work dues and unfortunately they it doesn't go on their t4 on their tax slip and at the end of the year when i ask them did you pay work dues or union dues they say oh yeah i pay five or six thousand but I didn't get the receipt. Oh, I don't know where the receipt is. I lost it. It's a huge expense. It's a write-off. It's not a credit. It's a write-off. You can actually deduct it from your total income and calculate your taxes on that income after your deductions. So do keep your receipts or do go to your association and get a copy of those lost union dues and keep it for records Hmm. because you can deduct it. The other one that I see people missing a lot is the childcare expenses. Childcare expense is again a deduction. So if you pay daycare or you pay babysitters, or when you put your children to summer camps or spring camps for a week or Christmas time, unfortunately they don't keep the receipts and none of them know that even that one week camp or that summer camp that they go is a deduction, it's a childcare expense. Most of them, once the children come out of daycare, they think it's done. They don't have any more childcare expenses. And when I tell them, oh, so what did you do in the summer? Didn't you put them in summer camps? Oh, no, we didn't know we could keep the receipt. Because, true, it is not long, it's not daycare anymore, but it's a childcare expense. It's a legitimate expense that they can deduct. Indeed. I certainly took advantage of that when I had children. <laughs> Because that, sure. when you move from not having in daycare, um, that can be a huge change in your in your taxes for sure. And exactly. So, exactly. I mean, I I just sent them away just so I could have the tax receipt. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so so what else are people not doing what legally, Nader? 
What are they not doing legally that they could be? Moving expenses. Okay, let's hear about that one. So if you move 40 kilometers closer to your work, you can deduct your moving expenses. And that includes not just the truck that you rented and the movers that you hired, but also the cost of selling your home, the fees that you pay to the real estate agent, the legal fees, the cost of finding a new home. So all these, and as long as you just move 40 kilometers closer to your home, so somebody living in Toronto and then finding a job in Kitchener-Waterloo area and moving 75, 80 kilometers, 100 kilometers, they can legally deduct those expenses from their income. And that's another one people that miss out and they don't know that once you that's move, a, that's a lot it's a expense. Move, it is. It's a huge expense that you can deduct from your income. And a lot of wow. people are not aware of this expense. And when I see new clients moving to the neighborhood and ask them, so do you have your moving receipts? No, I don't. Why not? I didn't know. They didn't keep it. So this is one area, again, that so many people miss it. Some of them, they can recover some of the expenses, like the real estate agent and legal fees, but unfortunately, the movers' receipts, they don't keep it, and the movers don't have copies. They can't find the mover, and they miss out on that credit, on that deduction. Right. That's another big mistake that people make. So, Nader, if you're self-employed and you are, you work out of your home and you move, yes. is there a way for that to be to your advantage that you can utilize those expenses? So, self-employed, okay, if you are, that's a thing. So, if you are just a shareholder and you're just collecting Dividends? No, because it goes against employment income. So mm-hmm. what I suggest to my clients do, once you move, instead of just collecting dividends that year, put yourself on payroll. Then you deduct your moving expenses that against that payroll. So then you bring your income to zero, and you pay no taxes. And this way you have taken money tax-free out of the company. Because as okay, a but if you, you cannot deduct moving expenses. Okay, but so as, as an employee, employee you can. Right, but yes. but how can you justify if you're working out of your home, you're not moving closer to your business, not moving closer oh, to your employer? From, oh no, unfortunately, no. If you are hundred percent working from home, no. But I do have clients that are consulting other companies, and they move closer to those. Okay. All right. Contract. But unfortunately, working from home and 100% working from home, unfortunately, you cannot deduct those expenses. Okay. Okay. I understand that. All right. So, So what else from an expenses perspective do you notice that people are missing out on and or doing incorrectly? Okay, so uh, one more mistake that people usually make is the once uh, they come out of school and they have paid all the tuition fees and uh, they start paying interest loan, usually people start moving, they find jobs in other cities, and all those credits that they have remain unused. They never, they don't know that the tuition fees 
that they paid during the school year was not necessarily used up because they didn't have any income or they had low income and they didn't use it. Mm-hmm. So they moved and that credit remained in their account with CRA unreported. What you got to be careful is that once you move and you change accountants, that new accountant has to check your record with CRA and see if you do have any credit or not. Because some of these uh, students, they pay thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 within that four or five years, and those tuition fees, education amount, textbook amounts, all those that are carried forward, they can be used against your future income, and they can be carried forward permanently. So the first year or second year that you get hired, you have a huge credit that you can use against your taxes and get your taxes back. But the hmm. condition is that you got to know that you do have this credit and you tell your accountant about it. But because people think they just pass the uh, tuition slip form T2202A to their accountant and they use it on their tax return, they don't know that they didn't use the whole thing that there is uh-huh. a huge credit sitting on their account with CRA. What we do is that every time we get a new client, we immediately have them sign the consent form. And once we start doing the tax return a couple of days later, first we go to Revenue Canada's site. Hopefully at that time the consent is processed. We have all the information. We know if they have any home buyer's plans. We don't know we have if they have any... Uh, credits from the tuition that they paid in the prior years. We see if they have any capital losses, but not until your accountant has a policy like this to check all the all your history in advance. They will not mm-hmm. know, and many people don't do that. Many accountants don't do that, and many people don't know that they have credit. And there have wow. been so many cases, so many cases that we have checked their credit and we say, "Oh my God." They have these credits that they never use. And some cases have been going, you know, for so many years that they had finished the school and they didn't know that the credit was sitting there. There certainly is. There's so many things that we really don't know and and we're losing out on. We're actually hurting ourselves Mm -hmm. when we refuse to get this education. Like any area of business or any area of life, uh, knowledge is power for certain, and uh, having someone that definitely knows what they're doing is is <laughs> a huge feather in our cap. You know what I have noticed, um, Nader, is is that a lot of people are ashamed or embarrassed, or they think that um, somehow um, they're going to be judged when they go to an accountant. Have you ever experienced that with clients? Sure. Yes, that's true, unfortunately. That's true. In not knowing, they think if they ask a question, they are judged. And it shouldn't be that way. You should be, knowledge, you should be fully knowledgeable about what you're doing, whether you are doing your simple taxes or if you're starting a business or you're, you've been in business for so many years, you've got to ask as many questions as you can. Mm-hmm. whether it's the accounting, taxes, financial planning, whatever it is, no matter how much you research yourself on your own, 
you still got to ask questions. You still got to be fully knowledgeable to make those decisions. So don't be shy to ask. Don't be shy when your accountant sits down and says you owe so much or you have so much refund. Ask why. Compare it to last year. Why is it different? Why is it a few bucks higher or lower? Why is it hundreds of dollars higher or lower? Ask them. In my situation, somebody like me, do I have any credits that I'm leaving on the table? Do I have any deductions that I don't know about? Ask them. What, what did, every single year, tax laws are changing. Ask them what, what changed last year. Is there any new credits that I can be using? Is there any credits that have been taken away? Ask. Not, you shouldn't be ashamed asking. And so is, is that something? Is that your money? Right, but is that something that we're responsible to ask? Is it not? Um, should it not be? Perhaps it's up to each individual accountant. But should it not be up to the accountant to actually advise us on what what's changed and and what we could be taking advantage of? You see, for example, yes, the, the accountants should do if they want to provide service. You should be telling the clients that. The problem is they might change just the page on their website and inform them through the website or put it on their LinkedIn or put it on their Facebook. But does it mean that client necessarily checks in your Facebook page and then so many days later that page is not fresh anymore and they may not see your update. Right. Or they may not necessarily every year go to your website and check what you updated on your website. So what we do is that (laughs) we send them letters, but not everybody necessarily mails letters. Right. Today. I mean, we're all so inundated with uh, (laughs) we're all so inundated with information coming at us. It's 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 challenging sometimes for sure. Very good. So, Nader, if you... what we have started doing that this year, yes. No, no, go ahead. What have you been doing? What we started doing this year is each and every single client, we got their emails. And we said just before the tax year, besides sending letters, because some move and they don't get the letters, make sure we send an email update about the taxes to each and every client. Right. So if they miss the letter, at least they can have the email. Right. Excellent. So have you found um, have you found it to be getting easier to educate us as as you know individuals that are not in this field, or is it still as complicated as ever? I think right now we have more tools on our hands to educate people, to reach people. But at the same time, we've got to be careful. We are not overloading them with information. I mean, I Mm. have subscribed to associations, companies that every single day they were sending me updates or information. That I, you know, that's way too much. You do not need to get emails on a daily or weekly basis from your accountant or financial planner. Maybe on monthly basis, maybe on quarterly basis, maybe on the updates. So we got it back. We have tools. We have so many social media sites right now that we can use to reach our 
clients, but we've got to be slightly be careful how much we are sending that information so they are not inundated with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> that That's the last thing you want to do to somebody that doesn't understand it fully is, is <laughs> send more information at them, at them. For, <laughs> yeah. So, so what are some of the, um, so what are some of the expenses um, in addition to the moving that and and the daycare that we as business owners can take advantage of? Because that's a lot on the personal side, is it not? Okay. Okay. As business owners, what I see a lot of people miss out is the vehicle expenses and the home office expenses. The vehicle expenses, okay. you need to keep your receipt. And you need also more and more CRA these days is asking for a logbook to prove your uh, mileage. And a lot of people are either missing out on the maintenance, fuel. We can always find the insurance copies of the documents to find how much they pay for insurance. But all the other expenses, maintenance and repair and fuels are missing, oil changes. That is one thing that they are missing. The other one, if you're self-employed and you're working from home, you can claim 7, 8, 10% of the home off, home expenses against your income. So that includes the interest, which is a huge portion of the mortgage, property taxes. If you have any maintenance and repair to the home office itself, you can claim all these expenses. Right. Absolutely. There's huge advantages. I've been... Uh, I'm aware of for many, many years in that area. But, you know, like we've been talking about all along, get in touch with an accountant, absolutely get in touch with Nader and his associates. Get the guidance that you deserve. Um, There's advantages out there. We didn't even get into, Nader, anything about grants or or any of those government uh, items. So, you know, if, if people have questions, can they contact you, Nader? Yes, definitely. We'd be more than glad to help. They can find us uh, through our website, uh, nhdtax.com, or they can call us at uh, 519-742-5320, and we'd be more than glad to help. Thank you so much, Nader. It has been educational and eye-opening and a lot of fun, and I think you should look into that. I think you should look into that coaching, possibly. (laughs) Okay, everybody, take care. We'll be back (laughs) again Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Radio Show. We will be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, continue to create you.